Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to One for the Weekend podcast, the best podcast you've never heard of. Jose Mourinho is at a uh, tricky week, isn't do you it? Think, do you think that it's going to get to a point where we, we should start aiming higher than Been just what? saying, this is, you haven't heard of this podcast, but it's good, to, right. to just saying this is the best podcast? It's our thing, isn't it? It's like, I think that's a good hook, because <laughs> do you think we should be aiming a bit higher, Black? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. That's real. That was real. That wasn't like a bit that we've just Sorry, done. It's on our... His phone went off. Unbelievable. <laughs> right, on now I'm a bit nervous about Um... Yeah, maybe, maybe. All right. But I, I think it's a good hook for people going, hmm, I haven't heard this before. Yeah. And it, um, we're calmly saying, you know, like a boxer saying, yeah, I am the best. I am the greatest. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. This is the best podcast you haven't heard of. Yeah. And now you're about to hear it. So you're welcome. But how do you know if you haven't heard of any of the others? Like, there could but, be some greats out there. Yeah, but that's why we're safe either way, because they haven't heard of them yet. <laughs> Bingo. Uh, football patter coming. Uh, Jose Mourinho. Yeah, uh, interesting week. Tricky week. Yeah. Um, I was reading something on the uh, Guardian. It was saying how it's quite. It's interesting. Like back to back weeks, there's been viral ice rink videos right. out there. So Gemma Collins. Okay. Yeah. First. That was the greatest fall I've ever seen. And I look, her existence has absolutely no bearing on my life at all. Like she, in fact, it impacts me zero. Yeah. Except when she does stuff like that and then she goes up in my estimation. I struggle with her. It's just the way her legs went like completely straight. <laughs> and she just bounced off her massive tits. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> she didn't it's like I told her, it's like she couldn't get her arms up quick enough. <laughs> there was no like, reflexes. Yeah. There was zero because like you're, oh. the natural the babies, right? Babies, they have I can't remember what the the, the, the name of it, it's a scientific name, but they have they have a fear of falling. They react they have an instinctual reaction to falling because right. of their descendants from apes okay. and when they fall through trees they they grasp for branches so to break their fall right. so a baby feels like it falls it instinctively puts its arms out but yeah. there's a name for it right um she didn't have it she just fell yeah. but, and her arms are just like that and she's like oh, fuck the tits will do the tits will do it <laughs> it'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah god bless her but she uh, she she rose up didn't she uh, thanks to uh, thanks to tyson fury's Incredible words and moments. <laughs> yes, she goes up. So he, he said, she said, uh, when, when I saw Tyson Fury get up, it was like an inspiration. I had to get up. Yeah, he, no, she thought, she said that in that moment, in that moment, <laughs> when she was on the floor, Tyson came to her yeah. and said, get up. Yeah. You've got to get up. Uh, what did he say? Up. What was his tweet back? It was the harshest. No, no, no. Well, that was a fake account, apparently. Oh! Yeah. But it was like, oh, shut, shut up your dosser or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It was something really, really harsh, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but she did get up. But, like, what? Is she not going to get up? Yeah, she's going <laughs> to lay there forever. 
just going to stay there for a bit. But the rest of the contestants are going to have to it's like Huddersfield this season, isn't it? It's just gone down analogy. and they're, yeah. not they're not getting up and they're not going to bother. They're saying, all right, we, this is me now. I'm lying on the ice. Frigid. <laughs> Frigid. I don't know. Incredible. Um, well done for bringing it back to football there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Jose Mourinho uh, out in Russia. I thought, I'm sure it was just a good deed, wasn't it? He just so went, he, he went he was, where should I go? Yeah, he's I like, need to do more media work. Let's is, head off to Russia and uh, drop a puck. On, on ice hockey? Like, yeah. what's he doing there? He's... He's making some money, and he's jo- he's making he's networking. I reckon in There's, an ice hockey rink or for jo- jobs out in Russia. That's a good point. Maybe maybe jobs in Russia might fancy that. Might just wanted to go away and make a load of money. Also, I think it kind of uh, well, maybe I'm being unfair to uh, Russians. Maybe I've been brainwashed here. But I think it we kind of we can tell. We, we know Russia. Yeah, I felt like they were a little bit brainwashed. Did you? I felt like uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but they also expand. they also felt that we were brainwashed, so that was interesting. We we are though, aren't we? We yeah, are we brainwashed. Are, we all are. Uh, we all are. Um, but I also feel like Mourinho's he he was Russian in a past life. He's got that you know that Machiavellian kind of evil way at times when he wants to a steel to him a steel to him. And so maybe he just he go he's had a tough year. So just just to clarify, there you've called the entire Russian nation evil and Machiavellian. I'm just saying the stereotypes that I'm aware of, that maybe Jose's aware of. If you're aware of the stereotypes, you realise that there's no real foundation in it. What are you doing? What what, what are you doing? Well, I'm just. First the racism. Now this. First the racism. Yeah, remember the the racist mutterings we talked about last week? (laughs) Which you made up last week? Yeah, thanks for that. Um, Right, let's get to the podcast. Mm. Oh, then the other thing is he had his uh, financial thing, which is like a rite of passage. Yeah, you're not not top level. You're not a top level. figure in, in football if you haven't done some little bit yeah. of tax evasion. I think there's like like Modric and Mar- uh, has he been done with Modric? Did yeah done? I don't know actually but Ronaldo and Messi have yeah. and so has uh, so has Mourinho now. They must have uh, yeah there must be an element of that going uh, so when's your court date? Yeah I haven't got one. Yeah. You haven't got one. Oh, who are you? You haven't got the fear of going to prison. <laughs> do, you know, so. do you know Brad Friedel once went bankrupt? There's a lot of goalkeepers gone bankrupt. Well, apparently one in five footballers of that era go bankrupt. Really? And but his one's pretty bad because while most of them would have would have bought houses for their relatives and they'll have huge exposure to mortgages that they can't fund once the playing days have gone, he set up a soccer school to help people and it bankrupted him. Really? Yeah. That's horrible. Poor Brad Friedel. Poor Brad. This was during his playing career, so he went bankrupt he as he played so long. Uh, maybe, but Probably. yeah. Anyway, interesting. Uh, more interesting chat like that uh, in the rest of the podcast. Uh, we've got some of your favourite bits. We've got a new bit as well. A bit more football chat this week, which I'm excited about. Also, footballers' wangs and a strange one-sentence flames advice. All worth sticking around for. Um, where do we begin? Well, uh, uh, can, can I begin? Yeah. With uh, someone on Twitter has created a one for the weekend screenshots. Mm. Which, I mean, it's quite niche. If you think of the amount of people that listen to this podcast, yeah. and then the amount of people that can understand what that is on Twitter. Mm. But I admire it because someone's doing something. I, 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 I totally appreciate that. Yeah. What, do you? I do. Do you? Because you haven't I followed. Do have some feedback. Me and Rory. Have, I don't uh, just follow anyone, Flav. They've created something you about your product. That's your thing. You're like, oh, if I follow them, they'll follow me back. I follow less people than you. 
This is a man. <laughs> Should we talk about your, twi- your Twitter strategy? Do you want to talk about what that? What strategy? I was young. Let him know. I didn't realise what let was him going know? on. It, it, your way of building up followers was to I, follow thousands of people and then unfollow them. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't do that anymore. And I apologise. Because you've but, reached a position where people are looking at you now. Yeah. And I used to say but, to you, So why are you doing it now? I'm doing it because I appreciate the effort. They're, used to be, you they're, used admir- to be. they're admiring our work. So, therefore, mm. give them something back. I'll give them some back. I'll, I'll give them feedback. <laughs> yeah, I know. That. Uh, <laughs> here's some fight. feedback. Can we turn these into gifts? Screenshots? Can and we they, aim higher? That's they, the theme of this podcast. Aim higher. And they need... They need I'd love a yeah, gift. You just, your thing is you want people to be the best version of themselves. I do. You? And uh, they need captions as well. Otherwise, they're just it's weird images of us. Yeah, that is... You're really driving into that. Piece, <laughs> yeah, it's so niche. But a lot of these people that are in our community, mm. so I came out to the other day going, podcast, fucking love it. I was like, oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, the one with you and Flav. Well, he doesn't know the name then. <laughs> I was thinking, fuck's sake. What, uh, what, someone come to you in public? I was at, at, at QPR yesterday. Really? Who? Well, we'll talk about that later. Save that. Save all that right, right, for right. later. Uh, but yeah, he didn't know the name of it. Which was one for the weekend, it's called. A um, couple of reasons to listen. Derek Hart says, absolute pair of fannies, these two. Got it off a balance. Uh, Mark Williamson says, I love this. This is why you should listen to this podcast and watch it on YouTube and subscribe to Bull Street because you can be in the comments section with people like Mark Williamson, not snooker player. Oh, that's Williams. He went, just checking in. I will forever support this podcast. Simple, clean, clean. wholesome. Lovely. And Garrett has spoken. Garrett, the honorary president of Bull Street. Um, No, Lifetime Achievement Award. uh, He got that that as well, but that's not in his (laughs) title. He says, he just goes simply Garrett Honorary President of Bull Street. Um, <laughs> just checking in, and there were a lot more uh, just checking ins last week, so it's good. Good, good to know that yeah, you're well. Comments are up a lot. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, and a lot of people just did it for the algo, which I like as well. Um, he said, "Been ill this week. Nothing but Netflix and soup for me for days. Jumps on YouTube, watch the pod on my phone while in bed. Cheered me right up. Great pod. More of that. So that's another reason. Okay, that's the PR done. And now let's crash it down to earth. Um, Tam is on the ones and twos this week. Hello. Again? Hello. Um, probably, we'll probably get more comments about possible <laughs> testing Tanvir players than any other thing. Yeah. Uh, I guess because it's simple, it's easy. Uh, so I've got quite a few for you today. Cool, cool. Um, first of all, someone who's getting a bit annoyed about... If you don't know, oh, yeah, some new listeners to the podcast, uh, Tanvir uh, has been working in football media for the last four years, right? Uh, he's a Man United fan from London, and uh, so it's kind of it is a little clue. And then uh, he's, uh, he's knowledge of of footballers and where they might have played is as bad as my girlfriend who started watching football six months ago. Wow. Um, it's quite harsh. So the, worst, the, most, the, the most recent footballer he didn't know was probably Rafa van der Vaart or yeah. Robbie Keane. Was there Never heard of him. Nearly didn't know what position Paolo Maldini played in. New he got defender though. He did get defender. Yeah, it's close enough. So, all right. So we've got a few here. And the aim of it now is what's the most classical legendary player that Tanvi doesn't know of? I'm, uh, I'm going to predict he'll get he will get one of these. Okay. One of them. Well, I've got one, quite a few here. One, two, three. How uh, many are there? There oh, are. I've added ones. I've, I've added the comments. All right, then Fair go way. for them quickly. Okay. Uh, right, Tanvir. Who is the player, and where does he play? Um, no sweeteners on this one. This is from Hugh Sluiskant. Where are you from, Hugh? Uh, no sweeteners on this one, James. You teddy bear. Commented last couple of weeks. Seems an oversight on your end to miss my staunches. We'll continue suggesting names incrementally, adding another every week until you give them the shout out they deserve. First one is Sylvian Wiltord. No chance. I don't know who that is. Yeah. Next. 
do what's bad is I can, I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, fair enough. Yeah. He only, see, it was only a legend in the Invincible team, not 15 but years ago. You, I can, I, t- you, you ask me whether I think he's going to get it and then we'll see. <laughs> okay. Um, Pavel Nedved. No chance. No. Don't know who that is. That's bad. Yeah. Um, won the Ballon d'Or, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Juventus legendary midfielder. <laughs> I keep that. Mate. I love this little, little ego trip for you. You've slowly <laughs> muscled your way in for it. I'm just trying to educate him. Sure. Hernan Crespo. No, you won't. Hernan Crespo. No. <laughs> no, you won't get it. I don't know who that is. Next. This is not going well so far. Uh, right. Celestine Babiaro. <laughs> no. No. Come on. <laughs> right. Shafi about us. He goes. Ask the voice if he knows. The voice. <laughs> uh, Kevin Keegan, we've done it before. Yeah. You did know him. Brian Robson. Flav, do you think he'll know this one? No. Yeah, Man United midfielder. Oh! <sighs> That's quite good. Thank Although it is the club that he belongs yeah. to. Yeah, it's because it's Sport Man United. Go on then. Um, Rude Hullet. Uh, I know he's Dutch. <laughs> bad, 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 but I don't know. That's the worst one. <laughs> that is sure. the worst one. R- rude. Rude Hullet. <laughs> I know he's Dutch. <laughs> That's the worst one. He's That's just the worst one. You, don't know Rude, you don't know who Rude Hill is. Did he have any distinguishing features when he was playing? He's got dreads. Okay. I've seen him on FIFA. Fucking hell. You know what you need? You need a fucking match annual. <laughs> That's what he needs. Uh, Rivaldo. Yeah, Barca midfielder. Okay, hang on. And Dennis Irwin, which I think we've done uh, before. Yeah, Man United defender. Okay, good. All right. Um, overall, shocking. Hmm. Uh, if you want to test Tanvir, let us know in the bad. comments below. Wasn't bad it's not good, mate. <laughs> Have you heard of Maradona? Yeah. Right. Yeah, only because he's a mess now. Um, big World weekend Cup of fixtures. Argentina. Huge weekend of fixtures. Any derbies? Thank you, everyone who got involved on Twitter. At James Alcott, double L, double T. If you want to get involved, I post every week. It's probably my most impressive tweet of every single week and it's allowed me to just follow people I like now. And if James <laughs> follows you, just check again in a week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and if Flav follows you, don't think it's special because he follows everyone. Will Marsh. He spotted that the, uh, there's the Fulham versus Man United game and I like this one. Mm. Is the Van der Sahar derby. Van der Sahar derby. Very good. Why is that good? Why is that good, Tanvir? Van der Sar and Sahar. Right both play for Man United. Yeah. So you should know that. Uh, Tottenham versus Leicester. That's the, uh, we think we're above the FA Cup, but really we aren't, and we should have tried to win it, Derby. No, we shouldn't. Very true from Joe Arsenal. Uh, oh, Joe Arsenal. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Are we going to talk no, about just that? Joe, just Joe. Well, you, you can talk about that. Well, yeah, we can talk about that. We can talk about the FA Cup. Yeah. We, talk- we can talk about the FA Cup. Did sure. You, did, you, did you beat? If you want to. Did you beat? Uh, Up to you. I don't need to talk about it. Did you beat? There's <laughs> only one reason he wants to talk about the I FA don't want to talk about it. You beat Portsmouth. We beat fucking Portsmouth last night. 2 0. Did you go, Jim? Yeah, mate. Did we over there. We're like, QPR smiles all over the shop. And what's the QPR smile? QPR smiles when you pull someone's Punch. opposition, obviously, not in my own lot, and give them a little slap on the bum. <laughs> That's what us QPR hooligans do to let people know. Um, so you're, you're still in the FA Cup? Still in the FA Cup. Who have you got the next round? We've got Watford at home. Can we win that? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what everyone says when I say it to him? They go, it's doable. Yeah. It's fucking doable. Mate. I mean, that, be, and then that would be the sixth round? Then the sixth round. Do you know what I realised? I said, I said it on my pod yesterday. It was, there's so many rounds in the FA Cup. Yeah, I had yeah, no idea. Lot. And then it's quarterfinals and semifinals. Yeah. You got away. Mate, yeah. there's a lot of championship clubs in that. Yeah, yeah. Still. All the way. Do you know what I'm really worried about? And we'd, we'd have to, he'd have to take a day of annual leave and come on the ones and twos. 
because Brentford have got Swansea in the next round, so they could win that. We Ooh. could beat Watford. And what I'm really worried about is us having Brentford in the quarterfinals for a semi-final <laughs> place. Listen to him. He's thinking about this thing. He's so worried about quarterfinals. Well, no, it's just it's, in, it's on the horizon. Do you know? Now, isn't it? Do you know why there's so many championship clubs in the FA Cup? Because it's tin pot. <laughs> How's it tin pot? Were, were you in that competition? Yeah. Oh yeah. You're forced to, don't you? Forced? Were you forced to be in the Premier League? No, the Premier League's worthwhile because there's loads of money in it. But the FA Cup, <laughs> the Pochettino would have gone, you're, you're I don't a, want to be in this. Do you remember Man United started all this? They'd rather go in the World Club Championships than, than go in the FA Cup. Now you're right. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be worried about Brentford. There's other teams in there. Um, there's you know, Man United still in there. Chelsea's still in there. Man City is still in there. Um, there's loads of teams in there. Tell you who's not in there. Spurs. So maybe just a bit less. All right. All right. Because I tell you what, we get ourselves to the semi-final, lads. And I'm saying lads because you're in this too. If you do, I've never I'll, watched football. With I'll be I'll be backing you all the way. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Ah, uh, the uh, do you know what's annoying? Actually, Room 69. I've got one, and I like her generally. But uh, Kelly Cates, she's uh, formerly Kelly Dalgleish, Kenny Dalgleish's daughter. She's a really, she's a really good broadcaster. Is she? Right. Well, how uh, do you not know her, Flav? You know Everyone her? knows her. That's mad. You know her. You know if you saw her. Anyway, she every time she, I listen to the Football Daily podcast, and oh yeah, every single time she's on it, and it's the FA Cup. The first sentence that comes out of their mouth and go uh, is about the magic of the FA Cup. Look, <laughs> it's course it's there. If and if it's there, stop going on about it. What do you mean? She she hasn't got anything else. It's, yeah. She, you're, 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 you're doing saying, this. She's in, in a liar. In she's a liar, is what I'm saying. Why? She's a liar because if she wasn't, she didn't want to keep going on about the magic of the FA Cup, just just go into the, you know, go into a 20-minute report on Queen's Spot Rangers' great win against Portsmouth. The replay. It's a oh. great story there. Instead of going, peddling the same story. The Instead of just keep going on about the magic. It's like going, I don't know. It's... it's it's hiding some. I don't know what, he's, what she's doing. It's annoying. Should you really be this quite sensitive what you're doing at the moment? Criticising a, a female well, journalist. Well, more of that later in the new segment. Yeah, well, you're part of the problem, yeah. I'm a part of the problem. Racist now? What, what is, is it? Yeah. Misogynist? Stop this. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe just screenshots. <laughs> 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 no, and done no captions either. Um, where else we got? Uh, Brighton versus Burnley, which is the get in the box derby. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? That was, that was a dog. Um, Rona McGinley with that one, which I think is a bit harsh on Brian. Play good stuff. Mm. Huddersfield versus Arsenal is the is the manager or the is it the manager or the squad that's not up to it? <laughs> Darby, that's good. good. From Brian Gitchum, is it the squad or is it the manager? Flav, um, for Arsenal and Huddersfield. Huddersfield is definitely it's the squad and the manager. Uh, it's been a two games. Down. <laughs> uh, but with Arsenal, um, I think it's fair to give Emery as much time as possible. There's a foundations of a good squad, especially going forward. The defence, despite him bringing in two of those defenders in Socrates and uh, Lichtsteiner, it isn't up for it. Lichtsteiner's not, 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 he's not good enough, essentially. He might be good in the squad players, play League Cup, Europa League games, that kind of stuff. But given the fact that Bellerin's been injured and, and he's now the That's starting right-back, it is a massive loss yeah. for them. And... Um, you know, he has to take part of the responsibility for that defence because he did make those signings. But each transfer window, you'd assume that he would well, he'd be aiming to improve whether he can or not is I when you can judge him. He's only going to have 45 million to spend. Um, only 45 million. 
games changed. Forty-five million war chest. War chest, yeah. Looted. That's understandable, given the amount of money that they've invested in in wages. Um, If you want a quick answer on that question for me, it's the squad. I said that at the start of the season. I like Emery. Uh, Chris Palace versus West Ham. Quickly with the fact that people say that Arsenal don't spend. Um, Arsenal. Football fans do is they 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 reduce. Uh, the way a club spends its money to purely looking at a headline transfer fee in a newspaper. Uh, we haven't spent uh, a, a huge amount of money on a player because um, and because we don't have any money. They're spending 350 grand on Özil uh, every mm. week over the over the space of the next five seasons or however long his contract lasts. They have to completely plan <coughs> and. Um, uh, balance the books based on the amount of money they're spending on transfers. So they can't now then just dump £100 million in the transfer when they need money in the place to pay their players yeah. and stay it, uh, as a profitable I, football club. If I was an Arsenal fan, I'd, re- I'd be really worried about the Ozil thing because I don't see how that... That's just going to sort of drag them further and further down because Emery doesn't like him. It's clear he doesn't like him. He'd be, he'd be playing Yeah, he would. If he's being paid 350 k a week, he would be playing him. Yes, if he, he could, would. Right? He would yeah. So he doesn't like him. He's too old for you to to sell him, really, unless you take a huge loss. But maybe maybe that's what they... I think that's the only thing they can do is sell it, him quickly. But yeah. I don't think you'd get that much for him. And would he even go? Because, I mean, how many opportunities do you have to get 350k a week? You don't get another one. So no, he wouldn't no, go, would it? No, well, he, he might go, but the... Uh, 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 but he, unless, if, in Arsenal's ideal world, he would demand a transfer because that means that, he, that they don't have to honour the contract. But what, he won't do that because there's, like, as you say, he's picking up that money. So what would happen in any transfer away from the club, Arsenal would have to pay off the remainder of his contract, which is a huge amount of money. That would come out directly from whatever fee they got from him. So they would, the most likely thing is that they would end up taking a huge hit on whatever transfer fee they, they, they bring in. Now, as you say, he's, how old is he, 30? Yeah, I think he's, he's around that, the, yeah, around yeah, that age. That. How much are you really going to get for him? You, you know, probably if you've got £30 million... Pounds, and say, fucking 15 million of that has to go and pay off his contract. You're actually getting 15 million pounds with, with what you can buy. What can you buy for that? So that contract they offered him was madness, but at the time it seemed like a coup. You know, Arsenal fans complaining about Özil now. He's saying, you know, what what are we paying him for? All of them wanted him to sign a new contract, especially after Alexis moved. It's, that's the thing, is that you're, you, you're just, oh, but I guess give him the money. We don't care about how much he's on, just give him the money, he's a class player. But I guess that directly huge... impacts how much you can spend in a transfer market. But I guess the, the thing that Arsenal fans will be screaming at us right now is the fact that Stan Kroenke has a hell of a lot of money and therefore he's running the club to try and make a profit. And actually sometimes, like Robert Abramovich has or whoever has. Sheikman is different. I know he's like... No, no, him and Abramovich can be put together in a group. Yeah, but, but these... Sometimes you have to take the loss to then to, to keep the club. Right. Yeah. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. From a fan's perspective, one hundred percent. From Cronky's perspective, from Daniel Levy's perspective, they don't put their own money in. That's not what they invested in for. They're not there to please the fans. They're there to make good on their prof on mm-hmm. their investment. And uh, Daniel, you look at the amount of money Spurs have spent. Zero, essentially. Nine million pounds that we've spent over the last ten years or something crazy. Enoch have not invested a single penny of their own money. The debt is secured against the club and the process of which they generate their money is through um, you know, player, tr- sell, sell of players, gate receipts and all that kind of stuff. It's completely self-funded. That's the way football clubs are run. They're not 
for supporters. We follow these clubs and we love them blindly and they make money off our, our love of our football clubs, but they don't care about us. Mm, they care more about the global, the global market, the, the syndication of the Premier League, because that brings in infinitely more money. If you, want to, if you want to feel like you really belong to a football club and you're important to them, then forget sp supporting Spurs or Arsenal or Man United or Man City. Go down the leagues and find another club. That's the only way you can have an actual uh, real identity of what you're, what, what, who you follow. And can you blame them? I saw, a, I saw a, a video on Ian Wright's channel, YouTube channel. There's a kid on it uh, from London and he goes, uh, who do you support? And he went, I support, I support Man City. I saw airplane mode. I support Man, I support Man City. Um, and he said, well, who, who did you support? Did you always support Man City? No, no, last year I supported Arsenal. That's a supporter to, to the club as much as any other. Oh yeah, that's Lowski. Yeah, him. Like, fuck it, that's a joke. You ain't a football fan. It's, you, that's an embarrassment. That is an embarrassment. Um, so, How uh, old is this kid, by the way? Are we hammering him too well? Uh, he's like 19, but he's like a, he's a, better, he's a music artist. Oh, right. All right, it's just like, you're not a football fan. You, you, you play FIFA. You, you, you forget it. Fucking, I'm never gonna have a conversation with someone like that. Mm. So, um, uh, uh, the other thing as well is talking about Kroenke and, and that kind of management. There is an investment style ownership of a football club, and then there is the glory mo uh, motivated chairman. Now, their 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 motives are different. With Sheikh Mansour, he has more money that they that 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 group have more money than they could ever spend. It's not yeah, about yeah. getting more money. It's about building profile creating something that, that from their money that gives them something else. So the, the feeling of, of, of the glory mechanism, the feeling of, 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 of going into Man City and delivering and transforming a football club and raising their status mm. is more valuable to them than the money they have in the bank. They've done that bit. They don't need more. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and with Abramovich, he went to Chelsea and needed to raise his profile because of the risk of, because of how he got his money. Mm. If you're interested, go to go and Google Michael um, Matthew Said, Roman Abramovich Sky Sports, where he breaks down how Roman Abramovich got his money and why he was so interested in getting a Premier League football club. You can't look. Uh, most football fans can't look at that those two that, that those two as as the best way to to find glory or, or a realistic way to find glory in a football club. If you are, you, you're kind of ignorant. I think. Uh, but I, th I still think that some Arsenal fans, there's, there's a balance between the two. I think you can still kind of, that, that's part of sport is that you are going to have to put money in at, at different times. And for Arsenal, if they want to get back in the, in the Champions League, the, the longer that they behave the way that they're behaving right now, it's dangerous. There's an, there's an, uh, I mean, they're a huge club, Arsenal, and they've got a massive ground and all that stuff, so that helps commercially. But there's got to be moments where you, you do kind of go, right, look, this needs to be done to get you back in the Champions League because that's the thing that's killing Arsenal as well at the moment. It's, it's Europa League money. It's not, they're, they're not taking in Champions League money. And so that, yeah. that affects everything as well. Yeah, yeah. But then how much do you, uh, as a chairman, how, how much do you expose, your, expose yourself then? Because there's no guarantee of getting in the Champions League football. The top six are so strong mm. that it's, it's difficult to get in. And you're, you're gambling. And how much do you gamble? So £45 million for your transfer feels like a logical calculated risk I mean there might I wonder if there's been any like look from Arsenal to looked at Spurs and gone yeah, okay maybe we should be behaving like that a little bit more I think a lot of people will be and I'm not mm. saying Spurs's model is, is great it's frustrating yeah. it's hard and you think we're so good if we had a couple more players what could we be mm. it's not easy Arsenal fans would be going as mental being if they had the same situation as as, uh, as, um, as they do at Arsenal right now if it was you know transfer if they were like opposites. Yeah. So um, 
the, and the other thing is because they haven't been in the Champions League for the last two years, like where is the money coming from? Where, they don't have an endless supply. All they're asking for is Kroenke to put his own money in. Why would he? That's not the way football clubs are run anymore. And I understand that they say they want to get rid of him. That's fine. Get rid of him. Not you, you don't have the power. No one has the power to get rid of him. He owns your football club. He'll do what he wants. It's he, it belongs to him, mm. literally. But but you get him in. You think that there's going to be some benefactor coming in to spend in, in the way yeah. that Abramovich does? It's not going to happen. I guess the problem with football now is that there's this element of, of it's so stretched because you've got these, you know, you've got Sheikh Mansour right at the top there. It makes everyone else going, well, hang on, they're, they're buying this player and that player. We should be doing the same because we're a big club. And it's actually not, that's not what's right. Mm. Actually, what everyone else should be doing is much more, well, it's much more manageable. And, and, and the thing is, is that because of financial fair play, it's not possible anymore. So Man City and, Man, and, and Chelsea did it before. They, 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 were the, they were part of the reason why that it even came into play. Mm. Most of it was to, 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 to ensure that smaller clubs don't go into administration, as we saw with you know, Simba Pompey, for example to protect clubs and more importantly to protect their fans. I think a lot of people get that get sort of wound up by financial fair play that it's going to keep the smaller clubs small and the bigger clubs big because they can they can they can spend what they generate whereas actually what happens is they're allowed if they come up with a business plan they can spend more than they have um, in their coffers. They can say like QPR wanted to start there's speculating. A, there's a limit. It's 5 years. Yeah. 5 years and you can spend it's like um, 37 million or something in that period. Yeah. And so you so you can speculate if you have a business plan and there's a model where it's not like kind of nefarious spending. Um, I think what what people get frustrated with is that within those means you see say QPR you know QPR misbehaved. It was it was very early on it was in in that whole whole starting point of financial fair play and we took a risk, thought it would be okay. It wasn't okay. We were rightly punished, and they've taken that and dealt with it. Mm. But you know, Chelsea and Man City have have broken the rules at different times as well, and yeah. the, the punishment's not been there. That's what's so frustrating when you see QPR and I think Forest have, I think Blackburn have, other teams getting getting punished. They, you I mean, want it for everyone, the big teams as well, and it always seems like the big teams are able to wriggle out of it. Um, there, there's there, it's harder for uh, it's harder for financial fair play to look at a football club like Man City and enforce that because there are so many streams, revenue streams coming into the football club and it's e much easier and they can afford good lawyers to find that find a way of wriggling out yeah. of it. But we have seen with PSG story, with huge it? fines for them. Um, you have seen the issues with uh, Man City being threatened with Champions League with, um, withdrawal and the threat of that has forced them to behave differently in the transfer market. They're not spending in the way they did before because they've already got that in, in place. Because they bought all the players. Yeah, they have. They've got them already. And, um, you know, other clubs are not going to be able to do it. You can't fall foul of financial firm play. You will be punished and getting kicked out of the Champions League for a club like Arsenal, Spurs or, or Chelsea. The risk isn't there. Worth mm. it. Chris Palace versus West Ham. It's a London derby. That's right. Tom Cash. That it's one. not a real one, though, is it? Actually, it wasn't Tom Cash. Uh, no, London derbies aren't real. It's, it's too big a place yeah. to have a London derby. It's like North London derby is real. Uh, Brentford or QPR, that's real. Well, QPR, proximity. Chelsea. You're thinking, you're thinking Brentford, Fulham. Uh, Liverpool versus Bournemouth. That's the, uh, this is inspired by Natural Red, but I've twisted it a little bit. It's the youth player at a premium derby. They love, Bournemouth love a Liverpool player. Solanke they bought. Uh, Klein. Klein as well is not young. But no. Actually, we'll talk about that in a second as well. How, I'll just, I'll just I run through these two and then we can talk about Liverpool and Man City. Okay, just a quick one yeah. on Brooks, David Brooks. What a player. Lovely little player. Lovely little player. So he's played like 20 pro games. That's what, sorry, 20 
odd games as a fully fledged professional. Right. You play like 11 for Sheffield United, Bournemouth thought, oh, he's tasty, this kid. And every Great time buy. I've seen him play, I'm thinking, this kid is amazing. I want to buy him. I want him to be at Spurs. He'll get a go yeah. in the England squad soon, I think. He's he so intelligent. Yeah. He's such an intelligent footballer. Yeah, he is. Another one, Eddie Howe, though, as well. Like, another name. Just plucks out of the championship and go, yep, you're good enough. Right, we'll pay the right money. Chris Meppham, they've just bought as well from Brentford, who's a really, really good player, really good centre-back, who's going to do well for them as well. Uh, right, let me just run through this. Uh, Chloe, I like this one. Chloe. Uh, Man City versus Chelsea on Sunday. Both men's and women's teams on that fixture on the same day. Just yards apart. Double-headed derby, perhaps. Like that. What? Learned something. The what men's team and the women's team. Yards both apart. Man City and Chelsea are both playing at the same time. Or same day. Hmm. Mad, isn't it? Well, maybe they get all the coach go together. Yeah, it just seems sure. save on travel. Practical. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> LWM, Southampton versus Cardiff. That's the south coast of our country derby. <laughs> Ten years. Right. So south of Wales and south of England. Sure, sure, sure. Sure, sure. Uh, Liverpool. Let's talk Liverpool. Mm. A bit prickly, isn't it? A bit <laughs> tense. Everyone's a bit angry. Um, oh, actually, quick note from last week. Uh, I asked a fantastic question of... Uh, is Pochettino or Benitez uh, those? Which one of those is the best manager never to win the Premier League? No, we didn't say Klopp. We didn't say so. Jack Whitcomb said Klopp's up there with the best managers to never win Definitely the Premier League. For now, anyway. Ha ha. Let me finish. Zeeshan Khan says Sir Bobby Robson could be the best ever manager to have never won the Premier League as well. Yeah, he was a good manager. Um, the, the weird that we didn't say Klopp because it's in our heads. We're like they're, they're going to win the league this year. Yeah. So I think that's what, one week where on. it was. I think out of if you look at them. I think Benitez's resume is better than Klopp's and, and Pochettino's, so you'd have to say that he's probably achieved more. Uh, and then I would put Klopp over Pochettino because of what he's he's done. Uh, he won a he won a league at Dortmund. Klopp, yeah, pretty two. Sure. I think he won two and got to Champions League final. He's won a cup there as well. Um, so he's done it, whereas Poch hasn't. Um, but yeah, that was it's a good shot. Um, so thoughts on Liverpool currently? So we got a bit tense. A week ago, it was it was like it's theirs now. Fine, Man City falling apart. Yeah, life's good. Um, well, uh, the Man City situation, their result though they lost against Newcastle, they didn't really deserve to lose. I don't know. I thought they were they were good for it, but sometimes football happens, and football they lost. Does happen, doesn't it? Whereas Liverpool against Palace, that four three win, you know that was scraped over the line. You think there's alarm bells was conceding three goals against Palace at home. Then the very drab performances in the midweek, uh, what was it, Leicester, Leicester at home, well, and yeah. then West Ham, where they should have lost. So, is it about pressure and, and, and energy that's going towards Liverpool from all football fans is no one wants you to win this league. Everybody, there was a poll actually after the game, so there was a lot of needle between West Ham and Liverpool around that game. And Liverpool seemed to bring this out. I don't know why, this is just an observation. Liverpool Football Club and their fans seem to bring out this feeling in other fans. So Why was, do you think that is? Well, I, I, I'll, I'll expand on that in a second, but the, the West, Ham, West, Ham, a West Ham account on Twitter, this is how much they hate Liverpool. Is they said, would you rather, who would you rather win the league, Tottenham or Liverpool? And it was 55% said Spurs. Wow. Uh, so where is this coming from? And, I've, and, I, and I've, I've, obviously I've talked on the podcast many times about my feeling towards Liverpool. I don't like them. I never have. They wind me up something chronic. I... You know, I've got no problem with them as individual human beings, obviously, but as a football club, just, just fucking, they do my head in, right? And they always have, and I've said that. I've been clear with that for a long time. But I thought to myself, after the Millwall video, 
but they sung that abhorrent shit. Bollocks. Um, I'd rather be a, than a Scouse. Um, I was thinking, where does my feeling come from? and Why do I feel this about Liverpool? And I think there is something in, it goes back to, uh, I, I think I, I get rubbed off on the wrong way, wrong way about Liverpool being, the kind of trying to separate themselves from the rest of the country. And I'm not a nationalist in any way, shape or form, but that's like saying, we don't want to be a part of what you are. And I, f- that, that I feel like that's rubbing, rub, that rubbed me up the wrong way. Like when, when England played, they didn't, like the, the fans I spoke to, I remember when Suarez scored against England when he was a Liverpool player just about to move to Barcelona. Yeah. They cheered. And I'm like, I was furious at the time because I was gutted. And I'm like, what are you doing? Who are you? What's this about? So I started thinking about it more and I think it actually goes back, it's quite a political thing. I think it goes back to the times of the strikes where a kind of Thatcherite uh, government forced a complete change in life, huge suffering in areas like Liverpool. Mm. And if I lived there and, I kind of, and, and developed a kind of socialist leaning, if I lived there, I would probably think, fuck the rest of you lot, you're fucking us over here. And I think a lot of that is what, what, what it comes from. And mm. I appreciate that. I, I do. And, and it kind of made me kind of start to think actually maybe this, my feeling about them is, is probably based on something that isn't very wholesome. I but but by, by and large, it's just the arrogance that, that they think they're going to win the league every year. So as someone who's not in that six, as a, a football fan who's not part of that six, mm. I, I think that a lot of it is down to the fact that when uh, the, the horrible thing about Twitter is that there's... Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This sort of, like, criteria of banter of, like, it being about trophies or whatever. It's so materialistic. Mm. It's not, there's no soul to it as well, at all. And I feel like Liverpool as a club is a very romantic club. It's got, you know, it's... Like with the European Knights in recent years, you've seen that, that that fan base has got something. And so, so I, I'm quite happy for Liverpool to win the league. I, I, don't, I don't see a problem with it. The, but the one, 
the one thing that irritates me about Liverpool fans, it's the, the newer Liverpool fans jumping on the bandwagon of it. Those are the ones I don't like. But saying that, I don't think I'd like that of any... I think all football clubs will have uh, that. All football clubs, Sp- yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so there's an element of Liverpool fans that annoy me, but there's, it's because of that, and that's not exclusive to, to Liverpool. It winds me up about the, all these Chelsea fans who turned up when I was, you know, nine or ten or yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. When, when well, uh, Bramvich turns up and everyone's, oh, everyone's got the new shirt. Well, Where are all the old shirts? When I was a kid, when I was a kid, there was, everyone was Liverpool fans. Like in London, it was confusing. I was like, why? But then, you know, what I would say, just to give this a positive spin before everyone fucking lynches us in the comments. Sure. Um, uh, why d- football isn't about being liked. Football's about getting your team, uh, doing as much as you can to I- ensure that there's some sort of success in your football club. And that might be being loud on the terraces. It might be about the way Liverpool attacked the Man City bus. And no doubt that they were shaken up by that. And I'm not like I'm not condoning that. I don't think you should be violent or throw bricks at buses. But that they didn't give a fuck what anyone else thought about them at that point. It was about that game and doing what was necessary in order to give Liverpool the advantage and creating what was on that night one of the best atmospheres I've ever heard in football. I think the Anfield atmosphere is overrated, but at nights like that, there's probably no louder place in in England to go and watch football. Um, and they, all of their energy is focused on what's good for Liverpool. And even if it's the kind of detriment to the way people think about them, because ultimately, who gives a shit what people think about your football club if you're going to be successful? Do you know what? The bit that confuses me is this idea that, oh, if they win it, they'll be unbearable because they haven't won it for ages. No, no. It's the, the reason why they'll be unbearable is the way they talk about their football club when they haven't won it. Like, if, they, if they're that positive and over the top and, ah, we're great, we're boss all that sort of stuff. Now, what are they going to be like when they actually get everything they want? I think you'd be surprised. What, you think they're going to be humble? I, I think they might be. Well, we need to all eat our m- words and apologise if that's the case, but absolutely no fucking chance. I guess we'll, f- <laughs> I guess we'll find out soon enough. Hmm. Um, Jamie Carragher has spoken out, staying on the same line, saying that um, he's saying Man United have a better squad than Liverpool. And I think we are seeing little signs of this. The right-back situation... Klopp's made a big mistake in letting Nathaniel Klein go. I don't understand why he did that. I know there were a couple of injuries um, after he left, but you don't need to let him go. That is one thing. Like You've got to... When, when Liverpool are having a little wobble in terms of performances, OK, not losing many games, but a couple of draws, and look, Man City have... It looked like they were going to be seven points um, off them. They're now... You know, they're now it's now going to go right there, to the wire. There's two things with that, Jim. Right. Sorry, have you finished your sentence? No. Go on. Um, you have to still be able to go, because I think there is an element of um, Liverpool being the, the media darlings a lot of the time. And the reason that I think that is, is because of the romance of that club, ro- romance of the, those fans, supposedly, and the way that Jurgen Klopp is. He's all action, he's positive, and I think, and I know that, that rubs up some people the wrong way, but I think Klopp's great. But when they are going through these wobbles, great you, manager. you need to be able to go, okay, you need to look at it fairly. And Klopp's made a massive mistake there. Huge mistake by letting Klein go. I'm a massive fan of Nathaniel Klein. I think he's a great right back. Mm. And, and you, you know, the whole problem in previous years is that the squad's not been good enough. And the whole thing that's so crucial, we were talking about last week on the pod, it's so crucial now when you get to January, February, March, 
these are the crucial periods of the season. This is the crucial period of the season where it is about your squad. Your squad needs to step up then because you're going to start to get injuries and suspensions and all those things. And and so to let Klein go looks so stupid. Look, first, it is stupid, but... No, well... Because you've got like, Milner playing right back now. Huh? You've got Milner playing right got, back now, so you've now lost two players. Right, now. right, yeah, OK. But if you look from Klopp's perspective, he had... Firstly, he's probably got a player who wanted to leave because he hasn't played any football this year. No, but that, it talks about motivation and, and delivering. That, that, that he would take that into account. That's Secondly, an easy conversation, though. Right, but the second, well, there was no injuries. There's no route into the first team until those happened. So Nathaniel Klein, I'm guessing, was like, I really want to play football. I'm, I'm here for a living. I, I, I'm sorry, I'm here to kind of progress my career. If I'm not playing, what am I doing here, Klopp? Uh, okay, you might get a Premier League trophy. I'm paying you a lot of money. You're under contract. Sit down, shut up. That's what I would say to him. Uh, all right, but the, I mean, that, I, I wouldn't suggest that as a great man, man management tool. Okay, maybe that's harsh, but you can go, look, let's stay with us for six months. We could do something really special here. Be a we, part which of Which you won't be a part of. We will be a part of it, because he's part of the match day squad. You're going to need your squad. I admire Nathaniel Klein for going, and, and because he, want, he clearly wants to play. He's, he's gone to a club so much smaller, with so less chance of success, because he wanted to play. Now, I don't blame Klein, I blame Klopp. No, I know, but I Klopp, know Klopp looking at that situation has... Milner, who's done, played incredibly wherever he's played on the pitch previously. So he thought I can rely on Milner. There's also bought Fabinho, who at Monaco played in a right, right back position. So in his head, he's like, I can clear some transfer budget here, or I can clear some wages. Um, I've got two players that can play there. This is going to be fine. As it turns out, in hindsight, which is so much easier to talk about this stuff, in hindsight, it hasn't worked, that, worked out that way. Um, if I was Klopp, I would have gone jo- two players in every single position. And well, if you take uh, Klein away there... there, are, there are, they, I just said two players. Yeah, yeah but, yeah, but you, then he's not an option, but he's not an option to play midfield anymore then. If you do you know what? Uh, who, who, who is the right back that got injured? Like, from life so there's Gomez and there's Trent Alexander. Right, right Trent Alexander. That's what I was thinking. Sorry, I just couldn't get the name in my yeah. um, You've got Gomez as well. So you've got, really got five players at the, the club. I know, but you've got five players at the club who can play there. You can understand the reasoning for letting him go. I just don't think and and Carragher, he's, he's better than this. He would not be saying this 10... ten like, no, he would not be saying this about the squad before Solskjaer went on this incredible run. Uh, so he's been completely reactive. Uh, quick answer then. Do Man United have a better squad than Liverpool? No, they don't. I agree. Uh, let us know in the comments below. Man United, do they have a better squad? I think good, it's the defence. Good team going forward. Good, yeah, good, good midfield. Defence doesn't even compare. Yeah, I don't mean the midfield gets too close, apart from Pogba does, but apart from mm. that. Uh, right, well, new Herrera, bit. Herrera's been flying as well. Big oh, yeah, new bit, ready? How many times here? It's three. Three from the community. People are going to hate that, I think. Mm. Um, I went to Twitter. I want to get them involved a bit more. Oh, good. Okay, so three questions from you lot. Follow me on Twitter. Follow Ball Street on Twitter. Follow Flav on Twitter. And uh, and on the day of the pod, I'll put a tweet out and we can get some uh, talking about you. And the day of the you. pod is? Huh? What day of the pod do we record? Wednesday. Wednesdays or Thursdays. That's Wednesdays. Generally Wednesdays. I know. I know. Uh, so first one's from Shiv. He says, why are Spurs completely disregarded as title contenders? Not just this season as well. Feels like they always have been. Is it the whole bottle job thing? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, because that's the, 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 the media narrative. You know, when, when Man City uh, got that win at the weekend and Liverpool drew, it was like that we were above them in the league and they said, oh, Man City catch Liverpool, not Man City go back into second. 
And uh, because, like, I mean, the realistically, it'd be very difficult for Spurs to win the league. But yeah. I think that's we are, fair, are, are we not in? Are we not challenging for titles? If Man City are, why are we not? We're a point I, behind them. How can how can we not be? I think you've been very impressed in kind of getting over the line. But I th- I, th- I think it's if we beat Leicester. If we beat Leicester at the weekend, it's on. Well, if we beat Leicester at the weekend, then why not? Like th- we've got two games that will define the season. I think people are looking at that. We have to play Man City away and we have to play Liverpool yeah. away. With Kane, Deli Ali, with our team all back, back and fit, it isn't beyond the realms of possibility no, 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 to get not. results there. So if we get a draw yeah. and beat Liverpool, and Liverpool beat Man City, then we'd probably be top. What I'll say is a bit like I think. By that time. I think in terms of say people believing in Liverpool going on and winning the league, it was only until in my mind I was like, you need to get to Christmas and, and be in the hunt, and then I'll believe you. With Spurs, you need to get to March for me to believe that Spurs can do it. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, look, I understand why it is because, you know, nobody's talking about it. Sometimes I want them to. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm fine cracking on because you've seen the pressure that Liverpool are under and they do look nervous when they're playing. And I don't know if that's a real thing. It's just an observation. There, there is a tension there, but there's also a lot of injuries. Uh, Pilks. That's at the well, There was Pilks. lots of interest, uh, injuries from West Ham. They had one fit defender. No one's saying, oh, how great they are. Liverpool complaining about... The amount of injuries there are. West Ham had a load of injuries and they've done you. Well, they should have done you. Should have done you. Yeah. Um, the Alex Scott criticism would be a decent topic. I think it's totally undeserved. You know about this? Uh, so this is uh, saying that she's getting a bit of stick for her insight. She's getting a bit of stick for her punditry. And also Graham Souness um, was charged with talking over her. Um, but he does that to everyone. Time. He does it to everyone. Um, I was Graham Souness's runner for about eight months, and he was an absolute gentleman to oh, was every it? woman that he met. So he, what, he wasn't misogynistic? No, and that's, so who did we have? Like Charlotte Jackson, do you remember Charlotte Jackson? Blonde woman, she's married to Chris Coleman, very pretty woman. Is that a, why is that relevant? Uh, because some of the pundits would love a little flirt up. Yeah, um, I see that actually the way. Not Graham. So Martin Yole once did a, I think it was on one, one of the presenters on Sky and called her a sweetheart during the interview. So, all right, sweetheart, thank is you very much. Rude, is it? I guess in a, in a professional setting like that, maybe. It, it's mean that he's acknowledged the fact that he's talking to a woman rather than just talking about football, which is Fair point, possibly point. an issue. Um, so, yeah, so there was that. Um, basically, Alex Scott was talking about uh, a low block and Graham Sinus was like, what's a low block? And he was like, it's when you, have a, when you defend deep with a, basically a wall of defenders. And he was like, oh. <laughs> um, so yeah anyway people come out and sort of s- she's everywhere to be fair Alex Scott she's working very very hard she's on Football Focus yeah. she's on Sky and all that and, and I might have said this on the podcast before within TV now there needs to be more diversity and so that's why you're seeing a lot more female pundits on, on these programs yeah, and, that, that and kind she's of, done well so yeah, that, rub, that rubs up kind of the old stalwarts of no, I don't want anything to change the wrong way don't they because they see that as positive discrimination whereas yeah. you should be there on merit uh, my opinion of uh, she's 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 not any. I, I don't rate her or disrate or, or kind of un, what am I looking for? Unrate her? Disrate? I don't. I don't know what the word is. But um, I, not rate her. I don't not rate her. I don't, I don't feel any anything about her really. But I, I don't listen to her and think she's she's incredible. But I think she offers as much insight as Jamie Redknapp and and oh I do you know he what get, he gets untold stick. Yeah, and does. so does Michael Owen. So this isn't kind of reserved for her, but you can see where it might come from and people latch on to the fact she's a woman. I, I, um, I think she's okay. 
uh, I don't kind of. There are some people like when Gary Neville first came into his punditry, and I used to really enjoy listening because he could break down mm. tactics in a way that I understood. So, but there's very few that come out, and you think the, these guys are great pundits. Yeah. most of them are just talking heads and get through the segments. Well, that's and that's why I actually think she's a bit better than those those guys because I think and I think you see with a lot of the um, female broadcasters, I like Gabby Logan. I think she's I think she's much better than Gary Lineker in my opinion. I think she's brilliant yeah, because she's I brilliant. think often they do the work. Well, this this is the thing actually. When you, you it is about that, and uh, when you look at Gabby Logan, you don't even see that the fact that she's a woman. You see that she's, she's uh, a cla- she's, she's class. Yeah, a pundit. I think uh, overall everyone needs to just fucking get do something much more productive than digging out at Alex Scott on Twitter or whatever. Like if that's what you're doing, if that's what's getting your goat up, then uh, you're just you know just do something better. Like why, there are, there's real shit going on around that you can be angry about, worrying about. The fact Anything that you can you give them a few bits? What could uh, they get angry about? Um, no, I, can't, I, can't, I mean, uh, not. I, Brexit's annoying. Yeah, yeah it's be fine. It. it should be fine. Hundred percent, it'll be fine. Yeah. Like what? Like what? What you got to worry about? I've, I don't know, not much. Well, just like, is it going to be more expensive when we go on holiday? There you go. House prices actually. I'm trying to sell the flat. So if you're interested, peck them. But these aren't. You're not going to starve. And True. That's what, when you should actually be worried. And final one. Fergus O'Connor says, in a scenario where QPR win the cup, because that's possible, is Steve McLaren a better manager than Pochettino? Discuss. I'd love to. Um, I would say. <laughs> I would suggest. I would suggest yes, because he will have won hell of a lot of trophies as a manager. And what a story that would be if QPR won the FA Cup. Spurs can't win the FA Cup this season because they're out of it. Um, so it's looking tricky for them to win a trophy. <coughs> Trophies are very important in terms of the criteria of Excuse how me. good a manager is. And therefore, I would suggest that Steve McLaren is a better manager But by doing that with that group of players. Tanve, would you agree with that? I'd agree with that. Thanks. <laughs> Someone in the comments last week said, um, stop shouting, like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Listen. That's the bit. People like that shit. Do they? No one never says anything about it. Yeah, I don't. About, I've don't never know. seen one comment where I go, I love it when James goes, yeah. who am I? I've seen it. I've seen a lot of people talking about their ears. No one never says... Yeah, yeah. well, maybe we maybe sort the audio out, Tanvir. Yeah, you should dip the audio there. Yeah, you got one job. Yeah. Last week we asked you, Danny Welbeck became the sixth Englishman to score a hat-trick in the Champions League. Name the previous five. The answers were... Mike Newell. <laughs> Remember him? Yeah, he got a Blackburn forward. Speaking of which, he was um, misogynist, wasn't he, to a female linesman? Andy Cole, Michael Oh, yeah, Owen, as a manager, wasn't he? Yeah, who's a Luton. Alan Shearer and Wayne Rooney. This week on Who Am I? Between 2003 and 2017, I won 10 domestic league titles across four countries. I also won the Champions League at the age of 29. I retired from international football in 2017, having won 98 caps for my country. And represented them at seven major tournaments. Oh, no, did Craig get? Didn't ask him, actually. Oh. Right, footballers' wangs time. Now, this, oh, this is interesting. Do the song. Ah, footballers' wangs can, can happen, happen to you. you. Look, Look at James. Me. I saw tells. Occasionally it happens. But you know well, you, you got gotta to be, be strong. strong. Whoa, whoa. Um, this is a very important... Comment. I could have left this out of the podcast, yep. but I haven't because I agree with a lot that's said here. And this is when people out in the wilderness have seen 
wilderness. In the wilderness. Yeah, I've seen. Uh, <laughs> I should imagine like some guy in a forest, like, yeah, yeah. With black stripes on his cheeks. <laughs> okay. uh, oh, there's one. Where they accidentally see a. Uh, oh, that's a mushroom. They accidentally see <laughs> see the peen of uh, professional footballers or ex-professional footballers. Yeah. And then describe it. Okay. So our coins says this. I've deliberated over sending this comment for a couple of weeks, <laughs> but I do worry. Hashtag footballers wangs has gone too far. In the new year, I found myself going to the gym, brackets, new year, new me, and decided to treat myself to a few minutes in the sauna afterwards. There was, there I was, minding my own business, and then none other than Jake Livermore decided to join me in there, of West Brom fame. Now, I want to make clear that I didn't see Jake's wang (laughs) while I was in there. But the fact that I spent my whole time in the sauna wondering whether I'd get to see his piece <laughs> so that I could comment, comment it on a YouTube video <laughs> led me to reevaluate a few things. I may have to withdraw myself from footballers' wangs in future. That's incredible. As I don't like what it has done to me. <laughs> P.S. I saw Jermaine Genius in the same gym, so I guess it's where average Spurs midfielders go to die. Now, I think there's a lot of good points there. Uh, I spoke about touching it last week that I, f- I, I don't want to be known for this. I feel like it's getting out of hand, and I feel like we need a breather. Have we got any others, though? No. Well, look, if they dry up, they dry up. I just, regardless, I feel like we need just to put, (coughs) just, we need to pull out. Like, I I think it's down to the community, really, because they're the boss, really. So let us know in the comments below, hashtag wang in. (laughs) <laughs> or hashtag wang out and um, we'll count them it's up it's a real gift you've got there Flag. <laughs> <laughs> you're very good at it <laughs> if, uh, if, if you want the footballers wangs to stay in the podcast then let us know in the comments below if you don't hashtag wang out mm. because yeah I mean we, there is a bit of we talk about everything we talk about the football but we sometimes talk about sex we talk about all sorts and I just I want to kind of I do love that, that there is something incredible I understand you, you want to kind of you don't want to be just known for the podcast that talks about the penises of professional footballers or ex-professional footballers yeah. I understand that um, but where I'm going in my career it doesn't matter where you're going with your career <laughs> that is that is a huge part of this right I understand I'd like um, to have a career but <laughs> to, um, to to just for this guy just to be in this sauna thinking I've got to look, I've got to look, I've got to leave a comment on YouTube. Do you know what it's like? It's like, it's like a note, it's like your phone. You know when you just just grab your phone? I don't know why you've grabbed your phone. It's because you've become like, addicted to it. It's like a trigger. And the trigger's... Looking at penises. The possibility of a wang. Um, All right, wang in, wang out, let us know. Mm. That said, uh, hashtag didn't happen. Quick one this week. Um, Talking about last week. So again, go listen or watch the back back catalogue of... Um, one for the weekend because there's lots for you not just a preview to the weekend's action Shargan99 says hashtag didn't happen Tanvi getting head whilst playing Xbox last <laughs> <laughs> week we were talking about all sorts really yeah Tanvi Tanvi uh, claimed claimed and Breeder Lisp he says um, definitely not <laughs> and there were 28 likes on this <laughs> so I think they've spoken for it the people just don't like me Tanvi did, did, did it or didn't it happen did happen I was playing Call of Duty that's, you show that's an easy detail. Give me a detail that you couldn't, you know, you know, like a murderer knows the specific de- weird details. Give me a weird detail. How uh, long did it last? One game of free for all. How long is that? How long that? Well, that means like ten minutes. Ten minutes. Fucking hell. Draw must be killing. Well, um, 
<laughs> what? Uh, shouldn't you have shown no, her? Yeah, a... she was fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, she was. Yeah, yeah. She, she was like. It was like was... sucking on a on a straw. <laughs> what? It was more of like a teasing thing. So like, where I wanted to stop, she was like, carry on. She was like, carry on. Yeah. What you what? You, she was like, should I put the? You're like playing on the game, and she's gone and no, you're going. And should I put this obviously down? Obviously, I wanted to put the controller down and just right. do other things, but she, she was like, like, no, she crack was like, on. no, carry on. Um, shouldn't you show her a bit more respect? Yeah. Mate. I was in like year 11 or something. Mm. What do you want? Didn't what you want? No, I don't want to imagine it. Imagine he's that unkept, unkept man garden. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking hair everywhere. I definitely yeah. have a kept Dense. garden. Do you, you have a kept, you manscape? Yeah. What, like iron wool. What's your, uh, yeah. What, what's your, <laughs> yeah, just this, this bush with just this yeah. little mushroom poking out. <laughs> um, over the last couple of weeks, um, Did you have a beard when you was at school? <laughs> yeah. I bet you had one yeah. of those horrible little moustaches. Just the moustache. Just the moustache. Yeah, I bet you oh. did. Uh, niche rules. Do you remember the last couple of weeks? You had a couple of niche rules popping out? Yeah, I like so this. We had, we had a couple and it was good. So one of the ones is if... if, if, if what was it about the corner? It's about... Uh, it was the corner flags was one. Corner flags no, is if, if you want... If the goalkeeper kicks into his yeah, own net. From a place kick. Then it is, yeah, they get a corner. Which is, that is class. That that is, is, really is it definitely true? Yeah, yeah, I saw it somewhere else. It was, it's That's cool. amazing. So give, it, give us another niche rule. I've got a few, actually. Oh, so, amazing. first one for you guys. Uh, so, if you see any niche rules that you can share with us, then that would be great. And a few people have. Um, first of all, goalkeepers have to b- bounce the ball after six seconds. So, you know when people are going, <laughs> one, two, three, four, one, Because <laughs> the goalkeeper's not kicking yet. You can bounce As it. long as he bounces it, it's fine. So that's what? releasing the ball. Right. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah, but it just make him kick for six seconds. Like, why does he have to... Then you'd be a bit... Then that, all that shit would be going on again. <laughs> but it would speed the game up. You can deal with that. That's true. Uh, so that, that is one rule, though. Uh, second one. A defender can be in the box for a goal kick, but they must not receive the ball. Why would they be in the box then? I don't know, but they can be if they want it. You know when people like they just line up outside it. That's, so that's nonsense. During a goal kick or a penalty? Goal kick. Alright. Is uh, that yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, last two, Paul Singh. I've got a weird rule for you guys, and it's actually true. I don't know if this is true. Goalkeepers are allowed to wear long sleeves. However, if they roll up their sleeves, they are given a yellow card. <laughs> Why? So if you have have you ever seen that though? Do you know the name that came into my mind? It shows how old I am. Lionel Perez. Do you remember him? Yeah, but he, he had he had a he just had short like he had a t-shirt. Nah, I swear he had him like rolled up. Who's Maybe Lionel Perez? Right. Lionel Perez was um, he's, he's got, got three short, kicks. No, he's got a short goalkeeper for Sunderland. You're thinking of uh, Shilliver. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I was also thinking of Campos. 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 Yeah, yeah Campos, he kind of rolled. Yeah, and he was thing. short as well. Yeah, yeah. And he's he had the, do you remember that football kit that he designed. Naughty. The worst thing so I've ever naughty, seen. Yeah. Like you, anyway. Um, I didn't know that. Uh, I, I, I can't remember ever seeing a goalkeeper. Uh, is there some kind of advantage that they've decided that you get from that? I don't it's know. Strange. Maybe it's just like you're fucking about with a kit and that's not allowed. Mm. Um, there's also, uh, do you remember goalkeepers during the, the 90s and early 2000s that wore tracksuit bombs? Dimitri Karin. Dimitri Karin of Chelsea. Corrali, Crystal Palace, but that was, in, that was probably in and, the But they weren't like stylish, Nike tapered, like that looked the part, that's a part of the kit. They were like literally grey jogging bottoms that you buy from fucking Matalan. What? Legends. What's your point? It, they just look ridiculous. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Leroy357. 
Hashtag niche football facts. So if you've got some niche football facts, hashtag niche football facts. Swindon Town is the only team in the English Football League not to share a letter with the word mackerel. What? Swindon Town is the only team in the English Football League not to share a letter with the word mackerel. Mad, isn't it? So the, the word mackerel, <laughs> every team in the English League has one letter, has one letter from word. that word. Yeah. And Swindon Town... Who figured that out? Do you know I mean, mean yeah, Jesus. I can get a life. Yeah. Um, find a way. Here we go. Nice and quick. Harry Hancock. He found a way. Hi everyone, just checking in. Found away one day. Forest Green away with Grimsby Town. Last day of the 17-18 season after staying up against Notts County the week before. During the huge journey and a couple of stops on the couch, a fair few beverages were consumed. After arriving, I purchased another beer, a local pint from the area. Brackets 8 out of 10 for anyone wondering. Due to the rather large amount of beverages I had consumed, I wasn't allowed in the away end with 700 odd travelling mariners. Disaster! Despite many attempts, including a change of clothes with my mate who was with me and asking the bloke I sat near on the coach to be my dad, <laughs> nothing worked. Do you know, in my head, the, um, the two mates, they're, like, they're both just wearing like a coat, both navy coats, yeah. back jeans, both wearing exact same thing. We thought that might work because they're hammered. Um, nothing worked. In beaming hot countryside sunshine, I'm desperate to find a place to watch the game. A hill on a farm is spotted in the background and I, by myself, trek up the steep hill to get to the top. Bingo. I've got a view of the game. Admittedly, a few trees in the way, but generally a good view. At half time, I make way, my way down to where the Forest Green fans are outside having a fag. I see an opportunity to pull my stub off my ticket and attempt to show my ticket and slip past the stewards into the home end. Mate, and, and I did. May not be the most extravagant find a way, but I still found a way. Um, good. I like the fact that they like Forest Green fans would just go outside for a fag at half time. Yeah. That's my take home from simple, that. Simple, simple. Right. Uh, flames advice and a quick trip to don't move, if that's the thing. Um, oh, so, the, so football wangs all right, but don't carry on the don't move. Well, for now. All right. For now. Um, hashtag don't move is a new movement that Flav um, brought up a couple of weeks ago where you're having sex with someone and you're struggling to, to maintain maintain yeah. and to keep you, the wall from the door yeah and so therefore you will sometimes <laughs> go don't move don't move don't 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 move don't, 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 don't move, move, don't move, <laughs> don't move. <laughs> um, so first of all I like this uh, Maria Williams a lady which is nice because we don't have enough ladies mm. uh, Emily Mortimer's another one she always comments uh, well, um, there was another one uh, Dottie as a girl from Rosie as well I think um, well, I don't. Nyla hasn't come in to kind yeah, for a while. She's Nyla. still Nyla, you, yeah. If you're still there, let's know. Check in. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if I listened for the sex chat or the football. Hell yeah. Also, a small minority of women, women listening. I'm also a small minority of the women listening. The whole "don't move" a thing actually made me really laugh. Because so right, it, it, it resonates with everybody. So next time she has sex and the guy says, "Don't move, don't move," she's going to burst up. out laughing. Yeah, but also, Horrible. also, like, don't move. I did the right thing, don't <laughs> yes. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yeah. They're not, yeah. They're, We've all they, had a laugh. Yeah. No, seriously, don't seriously, fucking move. <laughs> so stop moving. Because it's hard, isn't it? <laughs> but it won't be a lo- for a long yeah. time. And if you want it to stay hard. Yeah. Uh, right, this is amazing. Uh, Tom Cash said, hashtag please, do- please don't move. And I've put this at the end of the podcast. So it's Do you want to say his name? Like, should you say his name? Oh, his name's there. Tom Cash is he's in the comments every week. He's an absolute I know, OG. ledge. Absolutely ledge. Um, good guy. 
Um, so, yeah, I've, I've hidden this at the end of the podcast for you guys. So for those of you who've listened right to the end, thank you, because this, you get this. <laughs> Hashtag please don't move. I uh, was once receiving... I've got to say all the words, okay? Yeah. I was once receiving head from a girl for the first time. And the years... So it's the first time we'd ever had head. Um, for the first time, and the years of porn and anticipation of a girl to actually give me head led me to basically to be basically ready to blow it <laughs> after, <laughs> after like 15 seconds of it. And I went stop as we hadn't even had time to shag yet, but she didn't. And sure enough, five seconds later, I blew it. And followed by a comment that will haunt me to my grave. <laughs> she said, already. <laughs> Which I wanted to reply, that I told you to stop and you didn't. <laughs> But just zipped my trousers up and went to bed. I like to assure you lads that I can now last a reasonable time <laughs> <laughs> while a girl is doing uh, doing head. But still, the word already <laughs> haunts me every time a girl goes down. Just etched, poor guy. Uh, so, uh, some uh, some advice from uh, the comment section from uh, another comment. Angus Doughty Eye Boy, something like that. Hashtag please don't move. Uh, going in early doors with. Uh, the first one will be a write-off. Start judging me by my performance from the second session onwards. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he does. That's, that's a fair comment because um, all blokes, unless you're some sort of stallion like Tanvir, at the beginning... No, even my first time was a total write-off. Yeah, it's not. It's so exciting. <laughs> and, and there's so much build-up. It's a realisation of a dream, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's like oh, all my dreams are coming true. Mm. And, and the vast majority of people, that dream will come true for you. Yeah. And when you do it, it's what I would say, a, good, a bit of good advice. Look, and when you're that young, blowing your load once, it's not a big issue. You wait 10 minutes and you're ready to go again. Now, I'm, like, I'm done for a week. <laughs> yeah. But uh, um, for, for our American uh, listeners and watchers, uh, the analogy I would use is that at the Super Bowl, um, you had Jared Goff and Tom Brady. Tom Brady had been there, he'd done it. He was in his ninth Super Bowl. That's and he was right. able to deal with the pressure. Jared Goff, 24 years old, was in his first one. And the occasion was too big for him. What and happened? And that's what, well, he just, he blew it. Yeah. But he'll uh, come again. But he'll, but he'll, he'll be back. He will come he'll again. He'll get 11 have a go. He'll come again. Yeah, she, you're, that, that girl, uh, uh, I mean. <laughs> seriously, <laughs> seriously, don't She's, uh, she shouldn't have said that to you because that's crushing, <laughs> but she's young, she doesn't, probably didn't know, but I presume she's young. Already? Um, that's so harsh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't do what I did, where my, my, the, first, the girl I lost my virginity to, I told her that I'd slept with two women. Had you? Yeah. Wow. Because, Why would you do that? Uh, because uh, I, I was young and stupid and thought that that's what she wanted to hear. Um, but well, obviously when it came to the deed, it didn't last very long, and she went, like she didn't say anything, God bless her, but she then later told me that she went to her friend and she went, he said he slept with two people. Already? <laughs> that lasted, <laughs> lasted 30 seconds. Wow. Um, so don't do what I do, don't lie, just be honest and say, it's my first time, if you're gonna go down on me, I am gonna blow my load, very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a lad I went to school with, who will remain nameless, <laughs> he, um, he uh, was about to, you know, it was, it was the moment, it wasn't just gonna be, a blowjob, it was going to be the whole, whole thing, hog. the whole shebang. And um, he was, you know, he was excited about that. And so the girl got a condom, safety first always, uh, and took the condom out, went to put it on, literally got to the tip of it, and she just went, <laughs> 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 Really? That is ridiculous. But 
An hour later, let you say, Flav. He went. He, he went did. To go again. Yeah, they went again. And she probably wasn't an arsehole about it. Uh, no. Did, who found she, out about? She, she did say, she did say something to someone, which I don't think is appropriate for this podcast. Right. I'll tell you after. Right. Um, right. Flames advice is a quick one. It's one sentence, as I teased earlier in the podcast, um, but it did catch my eye. Um, <laughs> so hashtag flames advice. Hashtag please help. Nathan Carter. Had my first kiss the other day. It's nice, isn't it? Again, do you want his name on it? I don't know. Let me know if you don't want to see names in the future. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter to them, do no, it? No, true. Right. Um, oh, we're a family. Oh, no, but there are thousands of people watching this. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, Nathan Carter, <laughs> he said, I had my first kiss the other day. Good. Great news. Yeah, great. And I got so excited, I got a nosebleed. <laughs> <laughs> what? She hasn't spoken to me since. What do I do? Um, hang on, you can get a nosebleed <laughs> by getting excited. Uh, um, well, <laughs> so what, was what? that running whilst you were kissing? Yeah, did she get blood all over her face? <laughs> like, the, the chances are that she's as embarrassed about it as, as you are, and that's probably what's preventing you for, from talking. Uh, so I would say... Maybe she didn't realise. Imagine if she didn't realise and it was her first kiss, and like her friends were like, what was it like? She, it tasted like iron. <laughs> <laughs> Copper. Yeah. Uh, you have uh, good breath. Um, uh, kind of like yeah, that's what he needs to hear right now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this isn't helping. That isn't helping. I'll, hey, well, there's my advice. Laugh at it first. Yeah. You know, it's fine, mate. These are all these are all great stories. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? When these things happen to you, it's a great story. Yeah, you, you turn it into a positive. But I, I think the likelihood is that she's probably feeling as embarrassed as you are about it, and she feels awkward about it, and the longer it goes on, it'll become a bigger issue that isn't really there currently. So go and have a, just go and talk to her and say, oh, what the fuck's the deal? I just kissed you and you ain't spoke to me for a week. What's going on? To be fair, he comes across probably a bit younger. Yes. So it's not that big of a deal. All right, well, don't say, yeah, but what to him it's a big deal. What would you no, do, like Tamir? I'm, I'm just saying, like, it's probably not as big of a deal as he thinks it is. He no, absolutely. Imagine you're 35. <laughs> In that case, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I would say this. Uh, these things happen. Uh, if you can laugh at it, that will totally just... Get rid of the the awkwardness, and also as a general rule, always attack awkwardness. What do you mean by attack? So attack, attack. in so in in an awkward situation where you're meeting new people, go go up and be you'd be confident. Say hello, attack mm. that awkwardness. Okay. Yep. If you've had a weird moment, go go like yeah. Sorry about the nosebleed. I don't know what the fuck happened there. Laugh about it. Shouldn't happen again, but I can't promise anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, like, yeah. I attack the awkwardness. Yeah, yeah. And if you attack the awkwardness, then she'll go, oh, okay, there's nothing to be awkward about. Puts her at ease. Yeah. Puts you at ease. That's and I think advice. if you have that as your mindset going into it, that you're, gonna, you're not going to tolerate awkwardness, then again, you will, it will evaporate. And people, like, uh, having a positive attitude and, um, you get the- <laughs> and being confident is, is such a kind of... It, people become drawn to you. And I'm not saying that's happened to me, but I've witnessed, like, I've got one of my brothers um, is the most, I mean, he's settled down with wife and kids now, but we're in, a hi- in our heyday when we was out slaying. Sure. Um, slaying? He, uh, he, he's one of the most confident people I've ever met. And he just radiated it. And people were drawn to him. Everybody talks about like, how much they loved him, even if he was a little bit of a wrong one. Um, but especially, especially women. And he didn't like 
he, he was a good-looking bloke, but the fact that he had so much power and so much confidence, he was just drawn. Like there was one time, there's one time where I, we were at, a, uh, we were at, a, um, <laughs> should I say this? We were at a bo- we were at a boxing match. This is many, many, many years ago. We went to a boxing fight, and there were. Late, as is like kind of very alpha male kind of environment boxing, and it's men beating the shit out of each other. Um, yeah, I love the, boxing. Yeah, uh, and um, there was spearmint rhino girls going around, just handing out leaflets and vouchers and shit for dancing. Right, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and brother, they're very confident, aren't they? Yeah, well, my brother said, "I bet I can get the number." Like any one of them, pick them. They're obviously because they're strippers; they're stunning to look at. It's like. Like, I know you can, you don't have to do this, you don't have to prove this to you. He goes, yeah. And like literally within two minutes, because of his confidence and power, he got it. And the moral of this story <laughs> is that people want to be around and are drawn to people that feel confident and because and, and, and it makes them feel Puts confident them and ease, comfortable. Yeah. So as long as you're not lechy and, and like a bit weird with yeah. it, go up to this girl, <laughs> I've got a trans, go up to her and just say like exactly what you said. Oh, sorry about nosebleed, not sure. Hope, hope it doesn't happen again. Can't promise anything. And then it resolves all the problems. And failing that, maybe like little bits of tissue. Yeah. Fuck it up. I don't know. Might like lower your voice as well if you are really young. Make you seem a bit more manly. Um, As don't, speaking don't. from someone who was like 16 and still his voice hadn't broken. So. Is that right? Yeah, it yeah, sounds just like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, how, how, did it, how did you feel? Uh, was it difficult? Frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> so when's he going to grow? Oh, mate. I mean, the pube thing. Jeez. <laughs> what a relief. How old, how old was you when you first noticed pubes? Uh, <laughs> I think I was pretty old. <laughs> no, pretty what, like 25, 26? No. no way. No, no. no. Calm down. Oh, yeah. um, I don't know. I, I would say about 14, 15. That's, yeah, I mean, that happens, doesn't it? I remember, I, I, pro- I was about 13, I think, but I remember looking down and seeing the first one, I'm going. Oh, honestly, I know exactly, I remember exactly the moment. And it was blonde. It was yours blonde, lovely. <laughs> Didn't need that. <laughs> uh, what a perfect way to end the podcast. Good luck, Nathan. Really stop saying your name. Uh, but yeah. there's nothing to worry about, actually. It's not a big deal. Yeah, it's really, it's not a big deal. You're cool. It's all going to be fine. Uh, if you need some flames advice, or more importantly, if you can help me out with the running order for the other bits with great comments like you always do, that would be really, really helpful. Uh, hit the like button. Do that now. This is the checklist, okay? Firstly, watch the whole thing. Secondly, subscribe to Wall Street. Thirdly, like this one. Fourthly, shitload of comments. And r- fifthly, uh, iTunes, innit? Subscribe on that. Yeah. Have we got any more reviews on iTunes? We had one, but it was saying, oh, this is better to watch than to listen to. <laughs> Which is, no, but it was actually saying, it was a joke, because he was saying, oh, uh, when I listen, I don't get to see the footballers' wangs. So I think this guy thinks that... We're actually like, <laughs> can, hit it number, here he comes up a catwalk and it's just a cock. <laughs> like, we don't have pictures of these wags, uh, to be clear. But uh, yeah, do all those for us. It's always very, very helpful. And uh, one day we'll do a live show. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.